I am not wearing a skirt right now. Just okay. That, that's good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know, teach their own, right? Whatever. Whatever. How to Survive the Modern World or Generation X isn't just a fashion statement. Presented by Tribe74.com. Check them out. Hey, guys, how are you doing? I'm glad that you could drop in. I'm here with my buddy, Andrew. Andrew, how are you doing today, bud? Not bad. How are you yourself, Rob? Uh, not too shabby. Uh, been a busy, busy couple days uh, for, for me. and uh, But uh, I'm enjoying the, the nice weather that we have. Uh, it's uh, time of recording. It's March 11th in uh, Canada. And... Ontario specifically, and we had some nice balmy weather the last day or two. Yeah, it's been fantastic. I I think last time that I looked, uh, it was up about nine degrees Celsius. Oh wow! Well, it was sixteen degrees at some point yesterday. And oh man! I didn't really notice today. I've been spending the whole time in the studio wrestling, wrestling some uh, some unfortunate uh, uh, software glitches with uh, our good friends at Adobe. Yeah, that can be trouble. Yeah, lots of fun. Uh, tell you, man. I, I don't know how. I mean, we pay them so much. I don't know how they uh, how they can just like release a good product. You know, when they do updates, and you think, oh, oh an update, sure, I'll update. Maybe I'll give it a new. Oh, it'll be more stable. No, it just made it more less stable. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a mess. But it's been been a good, decent day. I got lots of stuff done. Uh, how about you? Um, just busy in the office. Lots of meetings. It's, this is a, a great way to end the day. Get some recording done. So what's on the show for tonight? Well, today we're going to talk about uh, toy collectibles since we're such big nerds and uh, I run a collectible shop too. So I love toys. I've always loved toys. Also, I wanted to chat about some guilty pleasures. I wanted to put you on the spot. Talk about some of the things that uh, you might be embarrassed to talk about or, or that you're, you're not necessarily proud of that you enjoy. And then finally, uh, I wanted to talk about how we are listening to music these days. Talk about uh, how we used to listen to music and how we're listening to music now. I love it. It's going to be a great show. Anyway, so uh, let's let's kick it in to uh, our first subject, uh, toy collectibles. So what's what's in your collector's box? Well, a um, few different things. Uh, one always is Hot Wheels. Uh, I can't walk past an aisle with hot wheels in it without stopping and going through every every single one that's that's hanging there on the wall okay so we've been we've been working together for what you know like 10 12 years yeah 13, 13 years now or so and uh i had no idea did i have no idea <laughs> i don't think i had an idea that you were into hot wheels you know what it started with a, as a kid at christmas time uh gosh i i bet i would have been probably kindergarten me you know maybe even younger age than than that um one christmas morning walked out and santa brought me a, a nice hot wheels track connected to the the edge of a table um and uh, it had two tracks that went down racing racing the cars down i would spend endless hours racing my cars down until i got the fastest car in the bunch that is legitimately crazy uh, and i don't mean in a bad way like uh honestly like i grew up with hot wheels they were my favorite toys as a child as well uh i didn't ever have the tracks i was always jealous of people the tracks or you know some people had those like little carrying case garages that uh you know had the little spinner and a car wash on it and stuff like that yeah that stuff that was awesome yeah. i never had it but it was awesome it was yeah you always went to that one friend's house and you just sat there and tried to figure out how you could like take it home with you when they weren't looking but uh, I, yeah, Hot Wheels. I need been to wash looking. my cars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Hot Wheels are an integral part of of my life uh, from pretty much from childhood, and I you know with all my kids, they all got uh, numerous Hot Wheels that they never played with uh, in their stockings, <laughs> and uh, somehow, somehow, many of them have ended up actually back in my store. So nice. uh, well, I mean, the the great thing with Hot Wheels is is that really they're so inexpensive to buy exactly um, exactly like, you know as as a kid that was you know a month's worth of allowance just to buy one hot wheel right but now as adults 
well it's endless well, yeah it's, it's like a plethora but then <laughs> then you get into the collector's market but uh before i get before i start talking about the collector's market of hot wheels like uh, honestly like there there's so many options too which is the other great thing so no matter what your taste uh you have you know you have a, your choice right you know and sometimes i think about the time you know the days back when i was a kid and you know in the basement and taking a hammer to the hot wheels for realistic damage when there when there's a car accident it's a great hobby a great collectible to to chase yeah no i uh it's just speaking of like i was thinking with you hammering on them what i used to do is i used to repaint them and off often in zebra color just the the black the the, the white with the black stripe uh, I'm going to ask you, was it the tester paints that you used? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. It was okay. the tester. Yes. It was the tester and, paints. Uh, and let me guess, Leisure World was the place that you bought them from. Uh, I think that's the only place that you buy tester paints. I think so. I think so. I spend so much money on Leisure World growing up. I think a lot of it, a lot of us did. I mean, having in the mall just around the corner from where we, uh, from our home base was, uh, yeah, it was the place to go for your Dungeons and Dragons and your hot and your exactly. And That's stuff. what I was just gonna say. Models, Dungeons and Dragons. I used to um, buy the collectible uh, army figures as well too. Oh yes, yes, um, yes. And the tester paints. Yes, and the tester paints. So those <laughs> those those things were ridiculous, and I'm sure that we inhaled many toxins. Uh, just trying to open them up and uh, oh, uh, for sure, terrible terrible skills to paint. Uh, Paint Hot Wheels among among the uh, the little oh, miniature dungeon, yeah the little miniature Dungeons and Dragons characters and, as well right <laughs> pretty sure a few of my uh, uh, speaking of collectibles a few of my uh, wrestlers my old rubber WWF wrestlers were uh, covered in some of those testing paints as well so it, it's, it's they need to war paint yeah <laughs> they did or, or they needed realistic blood you know that never came <laughs> off <laughs> that's awesome. It, it, it's funny too that you mentioned that you painted them uh, actually a few years back i was pretty heavy into collecting hot wheels I, I go through these phases where i collect and sell and collect and sell and uh there's a, there's a pretty big market for custom hot wheels and I, I did that for a little bit i actually have sitting behind me in my uh in my uh shop here uh two boxes full of hot wheels that are taken apart have been stripped of their paint and primed and ready to paint and i have tester paints and i haven't painted a single one of them can't wait to see them it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I should. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I'll get you back in the hobby. Sweet. I need some. Uh, I need some uh, custom collectibles. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's and and the the Hot Wheels collectibles market is even more massive. But uh, you're you're no longer paying a dollar. Uh, well, up here in Canada, I think they're like a dollar twenty five at Walmart. But uh, you're no longer paying that dollar for uh, for Hot Wheel anymore. Then when you get into the collectible stuff, now you start paying the big money and the bigger cars and the more elaborate vehicles and stuff. No, for sure. You get those rubber wheels on them as mm -hmm. well, too. If yeah. You can, if you can even find one of those. Oh, yeah. And, oh, people, especially here in our area, people rip uh, rip into each other trying to, uh, trying to be the first guy to get that one treasure hunt or get those special cars. And then they... <laughs> They scalp them, which is a terrible market. And, you know, as a reseller myself, uh, you know, I'm probably guilty of scalping a little bit, but at the same time, you know, there are guys that would like line up Tuesday mornings at the Walmart to grab their Hot Wheels that they made a deal with the uh, the guy behind the uh, in the in the storage room. No, that's what I was gonna say. You you need to know the guy in the storage room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And usually depends on how much money I guess he gave him, right? You know. <laughs> I guess that's how they get those boxes. Never, never know. But I've seen guys, you know, the grocery carts, <laughs> grocery carts just emptying out the boxes and then they're stocking the shelves and say, hey, you don't work here, do you? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, yeah. I don't. So yeah, interest, interesting way to to go about trying to find that $20 car. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it's it's crazy. But the thing is, like, I just, uh, I love cars just in general. And uh, just there's such a, a neat collectible and you know it kind of it, it kind of it does take me back to my childhood uh, and you know and I would uh, even with my son I'd have the carpet laid out on the floor that actually had the um, streets marked off on it and stuff like that and would raise would race them around there and when I was a kid um, at the side of my townhouse we kind of had an open lot there and uh we 
you know, pretend that that was a huge jungle that all of the cars would be racing through and make garages out of grass mounds and tons of fun. Oh, absolutely. It's uh it's crazy the, the, the fun that you can have with those and especially in the kids. My kids have like zero interest in toys. It's pretty crazy. So, you know, I've tried to, to instill them hot wheels and wrestling figures and they just, you know, I mean, they, they took them and they kept them because, you know, I bought them for them, but, uh, and my daughter refuses to get rid of her wrestler figures, you know, even though I've said, you know, let's get rid of them. Let's move them. You don't use them anymore. She barely ever uses, I don't think she'd ever use them, but, uh, they won't let them go. So I guess there's that, right. You know, so what I've actually been getting into or actually been into probably for the last 10 years is uh, collectible vinyl nation um, in particular, the, the Dunny collection. Um, for those of you that don't know Dunny's, they, they're almost like a, a, like a, a stand up rabbit figure, if you will. But uh what uh what they do they actually hire uh, particular artists uh that actually create the dunny and then they have a short numbered run that they uh release of them not only that when you buy them uh directly from the store anyway it's a blind box so you don't know what you're getting you only know who the artists are that have made up the the package for for that year and um and you can see like online all of the different ones that are available but you don't know what that one in the box is so like i'll often buy you know three at a time because i i don't know what what i'm gonna get and because i'm paying for shipping as well too it works out if i buy a couple and but that has actually got me into uh the collecting of art as well too because you know, you start to appreciate the art that uh, that for the creator of of the Dunny, and then you start to look deeper into uh, into them. And I've actually picked up a, a few pieces of wall art. That is phenomenal. I love that concept, and I know you've shown me a couple of them, and uh, just just spectacular. Uh, the the idea, like, and that to me. You know, it's one thing to collect, like, you know, we talk about the Hot Wheels, which are mass produced and stuff like that, but to collect something that's like specifically unique, uh, limited run kind of stuff, I mean, it obviously makes the, the value like just exponential, but uh, be able to hunt and then it gives the opportunity for the artist to really, you know, uh, kind of put themselves out there as well. And I think that's amazing. Like, I love that kind of stuff. And uh, I just wish that I, uh, I had more of a budget that I could, you know, you know, if I wasn't spending on everything else that I collect, you know, no, I could, exactly. Like, on that, right? But, like uh, I buy those. I, I buy the Dunnies in particular. Um, I also uh, love the the Disney vinyl mations that that yeah, you can yeah. get as well too. Disney isn't making um, their kind of their old standard line that that they used to have. I, you know, now and again I'll go into Disney kind of or like a Disney store and say, by any chance, have you brought these back yet? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but they still haven't, haven't come back. So my, my Disney vinylmation collection is, is quite limited. Yeah, I find that funny that uh, Disney wouldn't have something like that, considering that they would put like Star Wars on, you know, pasta or, you know, bath <laughs> shampoo. Oh, no, exactly. Stuff, right? uh, Maybe it just wasn't as big of a seller. Like, I mean, the just the vinyl toy market in general is. Um, I, I think it, you really kind of have to be into that market, mm-hmm. and um, I don't think it it's it's as big. I think you have a much smaller group that that is actually into that thing. Well, I think, I think too, I think that uh, Funko, who does the uh, the pop vinyls, uh, I don't know how familiar you are with those, but uh, they have such a massive piece of the market in with all the kind of vinyl figures and the miniatures yeah. and, and the pop culture uh, characters that I think Disney probably just like, you know what, because I see, I see, I have a couple of pieces too that are Disney branded, but they're made by Funko. And uh, yeah. so it's almost like they're like, okay, well, you guys can do that that we're not really keen on that you know it's not a big money for not big money for us so here you go you know no, and they just exactly. license, license just, it out to them they're probably making more money on licensing oh for sure 
for sure. Uh, speaking of uh, Funkos, I, I've got a little bit of a collection myself, but that's one thing that I, I've, I know people that have hundreds and, you know, probably even more than that of them. And uh, I tried, I just collect the little ones that I want specifically, you know, I collect like in my comic book collection, I, I collect the Punisher. So I make sure I've got as many of the Punisher ones I get. And if I see something that catches my eye and it's a deal, uh, generally I buy them from, uh, I buy them from, you know, private sales and stuff like that and I'll get stuff, but I, I'm starting to get this collection. And I'm like, Oh goodness me. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. There's <laughs> what have like I gone into? Yeah, exactly. Especially with all the exclusives and stuff like that, that they, that they're doing now. And uh, like, that's actually one of the punishers that I'm missing is, is the, the chase variant that you can only get for like $50 off eBay. And uh, you know, for you know, an adult, you'd think, you know, buying a, $50 Funko wouldn't be that big of a deal, but uh, uh, I decided, you know, maybe my kids probably want to have some tacos tonight for supper. And yeah, not just, uh, exactly. not just noodles, you know. <laughs> Everybody just sit around the table yeah. and look at the Funko. Yes, that, that could have <laughs> been your meal tonight. Exactly. You're not heating, but you and get to yes. look at it. Yes, and don't touch it. Do not touch <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. There's other collections uh, that, uh, that uh, I got kind of back into um, a couple of years ago uh, when the kids were kind of into wrestling, we were watching WWE, uh, the more modern stuff and uh, uh, the kids were into it. And uh, so I was buying them a lot of the, the wrestling figures that were related to their kids these days and Mattel was making them and uh, yeah, they were pretty cool and articulated and all that stuff, but uh, they got bored of it. So I cleared out the collections and uh, then uh, a friend of mine got me, going back down memory lane and start picking up those LJN WWF fat rubber wrestlers. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And wow. What a market that is. Like, I mean, you really can't buy any for like less than like, you know, like some collectible prices, right? There's like some that are worth like hundreds of dollars and some of them thousands of dollars just to find an all original mint condition, Paul Kogan or Andre oh, the Giant mean- with short hair. Yeah, it's, good it's good luck finding any of that stuff. Like, I mean, they they were meant to be beaten. You they it, you would buy a plastic ring with elastic ropes that you pull your wrestlers off of and bounce them off into each other. There's no way that you can actually find a mint one. No, it's it's ridiculous. I know that uh, uh, I had a whole bunch of them when I was a kid. I had the wrestling ring and played in the neighborhood that you and I grew up in, and. Uh, Somebody took my King Kong Bundy and dropped him from uh, about well, three and a half feet, whatever his height was, and uh, went right through the center of my wrestling ring, and I was heartbroken. Ooh. I was heartbroken. It's destroyed. But those things, that's how heavy those things were. We yeah. would play. We would take him to the school. Uh, we had that big wall at our, our school, and uh, we would play dodgeball with these things. <laughs> but, but it wasn't that you were throwing them right at the kids. You would bounce it off the wall and try to hit the kid by bouncing it off. All these things were so big and so heavy and but they're rubber and they would bounce back in awkward like directions and you never knew if you're going to take a, a corporal kirshner off the head or a superfly smoke <laughs> in the eye and uh yeah that's awesome things, they don't make toys like that anymore that's for sure but those things were awesome and even nowadays i i've got i look over my shoulder and i've got like a stack of them just sitting there waiting to uh waiting to get displayed and and like but the market is crazy there's i think there's like 67 or 68 actual figures in the entire lineup and uh you know i've got maybe like 20 25 or so but the other ones are just like you know you're paying at least 10 15 20 dollars for each individual one and that's not even necessarily in good condition well that's crazy i i mean it's just it it it's like any collectible from from your childhood. It's now always worth way more than uh, what it was back then. But everybody wants it because it's the the memories that come along with it. You're you're not necessarily paying for the the wrestler itself. It, it's the the memories that actually go along. Yeah, the with nostalgia, it. nostalgia. I guess for some reason I don't know what it is with with me, like specifically or or yourself or or any of the other collectors. Why? why we need to, to accumulate these things. I know. I've been lucky enough that I can kind of turn it now into a business and, uh, you know, I still get to keep the guys that I want, but now I can kind of pay for them with the, uh, the stuff I sell. So, so let, let's turn the subject around. What is it that drives people? I, I'd say specifically guys. I mean, you know, I'm sure gir- there's girls I know that collect a lot of stuff, but it seems to be guys that are connected to nostalgia 
uh or maybe just because we had cooler stuff than barbie i don't know like yeah probably yeah like (laughs) what is the connection for you Is, is it just nostalgia i think a lot of it is um now, having I don't I shouldn't just say that because I still collect things that aren't e- even necessarily <laughs> nostalgic. It's still new things that keep coming out, and I, I just I love a collection. Yeah. And and you know, even if it I buy something today, like I go out and buy a new camera, then oh well, I need a I need a new uh, large tripod. Well, I need a mid-sized tripod. I need a small <laughs> tripod. <laughs> need a new lens and it's just it, it, it's collecting <laughs> maybe it's uh, it's us middle class gen xers that uh we just uh we're like oh this is how we kind of flex this is how we you know uh uh waggle our weenie i guess uh, uh without uh, <laughs> you know as a way to put it is that uh, you know we can't we can't buy yachts so let's uh let's have the best exactly. best Dunny collection or the best you know, WWF LJN collection you know look at my Batman collection yeah I got <laughs> I got more Punishers than anybody I know you know mm-hmm. like and then you know people look at me like what the fuck's a Punisher <laughs> <laughs> no it's uh I don't know it's a crazy thing I, I love I love collecting. And, um, you know, whether it's even now, I enjoy going through like an antique market and uh, looking, you know, I've got bags of stuff that I use for uh, photo shoots and stuff in the background, but it's all collecting. Like, I mean, I just, I, I buy stuff that I think looks cool and that I like. And uh, it, it, it never, it never really ends for, for the collector. So maybe I'll put, I'll put a philosophical spin on this. Like we, you said you go to, to antique shops. I love going to antique shops. My wife hates it. Uh, always, whenever we drive by one, I said, oh, there's an antique shop. She's like, oh, it's closed. Right? And uh, you know, <laughs> She didn't she even look. It. She didn't even look. No, no. And it, you know, the, the, the sign, the sandwich, the sandwich boards out on the road. The, there's, there's antiques spilling out, out of the front door. Oh, no, it's closed. That, you know? That's cool. But uh, I love going there. But, but here, here's a philosophical spin. What if we just left it there and just, you know, admired it from afar. So instead of having that collection, you know, what if we just leave the collection there at the antique shop and when we want to, you know, look at our L, our LJN wrestlers or we want to look at, you know, whatever it is that we're collecting, why don't we just go there and look at it like a museum? Well, I mean, that, that sounds nice, but we all want to own it. I know that's just it. And if uh, and if we weren't buying it to own it, then those people wouldn't have them in the antique shops either, right? Yeah. No, exactly. That's capitalism one hundred and one, folks. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so what uh, what have you been collecting most as of recent? Uh, so uh, I've been collecting the. I don't know if I mentioned. I think I mentioned it uh, in uh, one of our previous podcasts with the anime about uh, these anime figures. Uh, they're called uh, prize figures or scale figures, and. Uh, they usually have the characters uh, that uh, are a star in certain animes and all that stuff in various. Oh yeah, no, really I know. Cool I know what you're talking about. I've seen. Yeah, them. they're very cool. Yeah, I mean the, the detail on them is so crazy. Like uh, they're, they're not like articulated like you know like an action figure. They're they're more like a, a statue. And yeah. uh, I I started. I got a collection. Uh, bought a very small collection from somebody. Uh, anime stuff, and a couple of them were in there. I'm like these are. So then I started investigating and I found a couple and then, then it was just like became an addiction. And the next thing I know, it's funny too, because I started buying one particular character of a show I've never even watched before, but I like the fact that she had blue hair and that uh, she was always in these really cool poses or, you know, like in, in these intriguing outfits that were like so detailed. And I'm just like, oh, it wow. takes you down. It takes you down a very deep hole. A very very dark hole, that's for <laughs> sure. And uh, so so that's kind of what a little bit of my focus has been on. And I mean, I've been collecting Hot Wheels, but I had at one point I think I had about four hundred and maybe five hundred Hot Wheels uh, that I had in a collection, and uh, they were just like the standard dollar, you know, Hot Wheels. And then I had some. I I was big into collecting communities, so there's a few trades here and there. And I ended up with a, like a bunch, and uh, I ended up selling them all. And I said, okay, I'm not getting back into that. I'll just focus on the comic books. And next thing you know, you know, slowly but surely, I've starts happening up. again. Yeah. 
Start I mean, how, 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 do you, how do you walk it, especially you go to like a Dollarama nowadays, Dollarama is a Canadian dollar store. Uh, how do you walk in there nowadays and like, oh, and the, the, the thing about the, the Dollaramas, I believe that they have the American version of Hot Wheels, which is different than what you find at the Walmart. Not really. I mean, it's usually the same car, but there might be the card, the blue card on the back might be different or something like that. Right. But I just like, oh, you know, I'm at the Dollarama anyway. Hmm, I'll just grab one of these. Oh, this one's cool. Yeah. And next thing you know, here I am with, uh, yeah, I just picked up a, a Back to the Future, uh, I think it's one, 136 scale, I think is, I can't remember what the, the scaling is, but it's, it's twice the size of a Hot Wheel, but not as big as like the, the bigger cars. Gotcha. Sounds cool. Yeah, and Back to the Future too with the uh, the fruit processor in the back of it, and I'm like, I don't know why I bought this. It was only nine bucks. So what do I, what do I have to spend nine bucks on? <laughs> Sorry, kids, no tacos today. Exactly. Put it in the middle of the table. So I mean, other than that, but uh, I've been able to kind of you know with the wrestler, the wrestlers, the rubber wrestlers, the, the anime figures, the Hot Wheels. And then I just kind of pick up like anything. If I ever find stuff with a Punisher, that's what I'm always looking for. But a lot of that stuff's kind of kitschy now. It's not really toys so much as, you know, an apron, a barbecue apron. Why do I have a Punish Punisher barbecue apron? I have no idea. I know the the licensing with um, some things is just gone out the window. Like it, it's obscene as to what they've licensed licensed it on and like i i can't get into to buying some of that stuff but just because the the picture is on it yeah there was uh again going back to the dollarama i was uh i passed walked past uh, on one of the end caps they had a bunch of shampoo men's shampoo or uh, not necessarily men's shampoo but shampoo and they had captain america spider-man thor and the punisher why do I need Punisher body or shampoo or body? I can't remember body wash or, or, or shampoo. I'm like, why do I need it? Well, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> because had the Punisher on it. They got, they got you. Now that Disney owns the rights. Now it's beyond everything. Uh, we bought, we bought a bag of grapes and uh, the Avengers were on the grapes. The Avengers eat grapes. So you got to buy them. You know, you want to be, you want to be strong like Thor or want to be, you know, sneaky like Black Widow. Yeah, some grapes. That, that's crazy. Yeah, it really is. I don't remember what it was the other day. My my daughter, she she was on a big uh, Avengers kick, watching all the movies uh, with her boyfriend uh, not too long ago. Oh, it was goldfish. You know the uh, the cracker snacks, the little little yep. goldfish, uh, goldfish that make you smile or whatever it is, the cracker that makes you smile. Well, they had Avengers on it, and then the shapes of uh, some of the goldfish were like the Black Widow's, uh, or you know the Black Widow hourglass kind of uh, symbol, goldfish. Yeah, that says Avengers to me. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just licensing the crap out of it. Yeah. I, I'm i more into the, the toy collectibles when, when yeah. I'm collecting as opposed to completing the collection that has <laughs> every single thing that has been branded with, the, with those particular images. Well, Andrew, I'm here to say I have an addiction. Oh, I know. I, I <laughs> but you smell oh. fantastic. Oh, thank you, thank you. I do. I smell. I smell like leather and bullets. You know, that's what the Punisher should smell like. <laughs> no, I. Uh, I'm, that's I'm awesome. A, I'm a completionist. Uh, that's that's my problem. Right? Once I start a collection, I want to get everything, or it's all or nothing. But uh, I, I've managed to kind of streamline that a little bit. So you know, I I collect my Punisher. That's that's my guilty. Punisher and magic and th those those are my those are my guilty pleasures uh, in nice. that regards. So that rolls us into our next subject. That does guilty pleasures. How'd you like that segue? Oh, that was fantastic. That was fantastic. And it wasn't oh, even meant yeah. to actually. I just kind of it rolled off the tongue, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, what uh, what are your guilty pleasures with with regards to to movies or music or television hold on, hold on here I, I i made that subject so this is yours to answer first <laughs> i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> okay i i don't i i had to had to kind of think about this one and i currently don't have any huge guilty pleasure but what i i have gone into um I have been watching Amazon Prime's uh, new show, uh, Yellowstone. Have you seen uh, it yet? I have not, but uh, we've been told by many people that we need to watch it. 
So it it's a, a Kevin Kevin Costner show, okay. and it is about uh, life on the ranch, and right. so it it's got a whole cowboy uh, vibe to it um, that a city boy just shouldn't understand. <laughs> quite honestly um but like i just i can't stop watching it like i mean these dudes got swagger like i want to be a cowboy again excellent excellent i'm gonna be a uh, cowboy yeah. when i grow up yeah well yeah you know i i get that way when i uh, played uh, red dead redemption 2 when it came out i for, for weeks afterwards i was talking with a, a drawl you know and uh, i think i was starting to annoy annoy the family you know yeah kevin costner he plays honestly such an evil character in this show you would not expect that from a role for him and but but he plays it so well he's essentially the he's the head of this family uh on this ranch and just how he controls and manipulates his children they're they're all uh full-grown uh, adults but how he manipulates them um to kind of do his bidding and how he controls a kind of politics as well too and really just all to to benefit him and his farm that's that's awesome now i'm going to i don't want to take away from this topic a bit but i have never been a fan of kevin costner i've always avoided watching him and i know he's was it Waterworld? Is that what did it to you? Uh, no, you know what? I don't even know. Maybe it was Dances with Wolves. Uh, I always kind of took a little issue with any of these, uh, you know, white white man saves the, uh, uh, the, the savages kind of idea. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's uh, Kevin, a joke. But <laughs> yeah, Kevin, I don't know what it is. Just his look. He just he looked too, too American for me. But. Uh, I've got to open up a little bit uh, in regards. Uh, I remember seeing he was Clark Kent in uh, in the the more recent or not Clark Kent, uh, uh, Dad Kent in the more recent Superman uh, versions. And then yeah, see, hearing about him in this, uh, it kind of intrigues me. Uh, I'm always willing to give people a second chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you talk about thinking of him as just being too American, well, this is probably the perfect role for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> well, maybe, then maybe, but then maybe this will make him shine, right? Instead of being the the super the super awesome American that always saves everything. Yeah, I, I will definitely check it out. I mean, we have to. I mean, we have my wife. Uh, she does uh, she does some crafts and stuff like that. And well, people always asking her for Yellowstone stuff. So we're just like, well, maybe we should check it out if uh, some of these people that are asking for stuff are watching it. Then maybe it's worth watching. Yeah, no, I'd uh, I'd definitely check it out. Honestly, I go through a couple episodes a, a night, <laughs> if not more. If I have the time, I watch more. Yeah, but uh, uh, essentially, just until I can't keep my eyes open anymore. Right, right. <laughs> yep. So that's uh, I guess Kevin Costner is my guilty pleasure. Oh, Kevin Costner. Okay, so uh, so I guess, I guess that's my Sorry, turn. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin uh, if you want to send us money, Kevin. Uh, uh, uh we're talking about con- your show yes con- contact us and we'll uh we'll happily send you our information but uh see the link below yeah see the link below that's right I'll, I'll be sure to add uh add it there uh so i guess it's my turn this is why i wanted you uh, first yeah. because uh i wanted to see i wanted to, to measure this out but uh yeah i can't uh, i can't compete with that uh i hate to say it but uh spice girls and k-pop music it's not quite the same level uh, as a good old Good old television right. show. It, it's wor- it's worse. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. I'm okay. So let, let's get over the fact that I collect toys and comic books, and I'm just I'm still a nerd. I'm still a nerd. I was when I was like 15, 16, 17 years old. But yes, I like Spice Girls, and I'm proud to admit it. And yes, I like K-pop. I'm proud to admit it. Uh, in fact, I have a K- I have a single K-pop album that my my daughter has tried to wrestle out of my my grip. You know what, uh, long as you're not doing the dance moves, I suppose it's okay. Well, let me tell you a story. Oh, no. So, so being, being in the uh, being in the visual uh, design, uh, the, the digital media that like we are, um, yeah. I had this brilliant idea. Uh, fortunately, it kind of kind of faded for my kids. Uh, they, they were pretty big into K-pop, and now they've kind of moved on. They still, they're still into it, but they're not quite like they used to be. Uh, they used to watch these dance videos and my daughter was big into it. like she would just dance anywhere and she didn't care 
now she's got a little bit of self-esteem and uh she doesn't uh, do it just on the hop anymore but uh not like dad not like me i suggested that at some point that we should go find a place and we should learn to dance and we should just do it and it'd be even more hilarious we'd all wear wrestling masks and you know be out there in the middle of you know wherever it was downtown uh downtown or or at a, a landmark somewhere and just do one of these dances and just watch how terrible you know, maybe my, my hip would give out or something like that I, I would hope. Uh, yeah no i or i some would good video so. footage yeah exactly so, as dad is being taken away by an ambulance but i will defend i will defend to my death that k-pop is bumping music I'll be honest. I I haven't got into the genre. I haven't explored it, so I'm not really sure that I can talk. Um, <laughs> I I just I feel that I should still be able to say, "Hey, that's a little geeky," but <laughs> I, I really don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to prevent that. I'm going to send you some links, and I expect you to watch them. <laughs> and if you're not uh, if you're not naming off all the members of Blackpink by uh by next week then uh then you will you be may, surprised you you will have the right you will have the right to to question my uh my taste okay yeah. i mean i'll be honest you can't see uh like black pink uh like anytime you turn on any sort of social media they seem to be on they and they, like yes. I, I don't understand it yeah well i think really what it is is just like their, their music is different from our pop music right um and that, i think that's a big difference right like the, there's uh, pop music in, in north america is very formal which is weird and, and we'll, we'll talk about k-pop uh, and the culture in, in a future episode but uh the the music is, is just it's it's very formulaic but it's not right so and that they've they've kind of taken all aspects of pop music and kind of mushed it into one and made it entertaining and high quality where modern north american pop music is uh, it just has got that same old standard feel and it trends towards one direction or another kind of thing, you know, and I don't know here. I don't know why I'm defending this. I don't know why. No, like, I mean, I just, I suppose that I just kind of associate it with the boy bands of yesteryears and assuming that it's the same thing, just with, uh, with a different flair. I know that there, that there was one really popular um, K-pop band that it was just a, a male-driven band, and that there was a lot. Um, I, I believe I think one of the guys committed suicide. Uh, yeah, well, there, there's you know what, like uh, again, we'll we'll get into maybe that more when we when we talk about the K-pop culture. Yeah, definitely, <clears throat> definitely. Uh, but yeah, there there's a lot of stress on those kids. Uh, and definitely it's something to explore for sure. And, uh, I'll make sure that I send you some, uh, some videos and stuff like that. Not, not just to try to coerce you to listen to Blackpink, but to, uh, just to, to understand the culture and see how they do it and what's different from you know, North America, you know, to, uh, to Korea and K-pop. Yeah. And Spice Girls, you know. And the Spice Girls. And Spice Girls. Uh, I've actually, uh, I've, ha I've had many uh, potential dates to go see uh, Spice Girls if they ever came uh, to North America again. And, uh, you know, with, uh, with uh, my children, my wife, uh, friends, uh, cousins who all want to go see Spice Girls when they come back. And I Are, are they getting there. back together? Oh, my goodness. They talk about it. They do. I think they've, they've done a couple shows here and there. But... Uh, yeah, it's just not the same because uh, uh, Posh Spice, uh, Victoria Beckham, the more probably the more popular of the Spice Girls, uh, doesn't want to get involved with it. So it's oh. you know, it's just not uh, it's not quite the same. I, I think the 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 girls all you know the 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 original members are all enjoying doing it. You know, and they're probably making some pretty penny, especially the girls that that didn't really do anything with their careers afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, they're probably enjoying that aspect of it but uh as a fan i mean again why why am i defending this i don't why no, am i explaining no, you, this? Why am I explaining just because you want to see the show i want to see the spice girls i want to see i want to see sporty spice do do some karate kicks in the air and yeah you know, you know what it's uh it's your guilty pleasure just like <laughs> kevin costner is mine 
There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> okay. So, so that's a TV show. What, what about music? What, what's a guilty pleasure for you for oh, music? music. Have, you, have you had a chance to think of anything? No. Like, I mean, with, with music, I often go back to the music that, that really kind of first got me into to music. You know, whether that's um, Brian Adams or Corey Hart. Uh, you know, all that old, I get, it's rock. It's that old rock music that I, that I still gravitate back towards it. Like if one of those songs comes on the radio, I, you know, I'm turning it up, <laughs> but I, I, I have taken a lot of flack over the years for, for being uh, a fan, fan of such bands as well. Um, that, and I also, I'm, I really dig the uh, the old time swing music. Oh, okay, very very interesting. Very interesting. yeah. A lot of times I don't necessarily um, buy albums for like one particular singer or band. It's generally um, more like mixed uh, kind of mixed CDs, if you will, uh, <laughs> right. from yeah. from the genre. So I get to listen to a whole bunch of different different stuff as well too, but. So I, I've got I've got the the, the classic eighties rock and uh, and the swing. It's funny, uh, kind of going to the, the the classic rock a little bit, and especially the that eighties uh, kind of pop rock kind of thing. That uh, I, I have a, a coworker, a friend of mine, who uh, he ha- drives a jeep. He's got uh, he's he's a masculine looking dude, but he drives a jeep with the doors off, and he he lives in, and and breathes by his jeep. YJ, I guess it is, or TJ. I yeah. don't really know. I'm not a big Jeep guy like you are, but I uh, uh, he loves to have his leg hanging out with his cut-off jean shorts, listening to Belinda Carlisle, Heaven. Oh, nice. uh, I think it's called Heaven. Uh, he cranks that up, and every time when we're driving away from work, and he'll come flying past me with it cranked, and he'll be he'll be like waving at me as he drives by, and then yep, there's Belinda Carlisle. Yeah. There's his guilty pleasure. He, he gave me a Richard Marks album once, you know, to, uh, just, you know, he wanted to make sure everybody knew about his guilty pleasures. Yeah. I mean, hey, why not explore? Yeah. There's, there's no reason to not give everything a chance. Right? No, exactly. Exactly. How, how about music wise for you? Well, other K pop well, and, uh, yeah. uh, and Spice Girls. Uh, yeah. No, exactly. Uh, perhaps uh, maybe in, let me let me think about it, like a TV show or something like that. Uh, I mean, you know what? Honestly, that's probably it for my. Oh, actually, a movie called. Uh, give me a second here to recall the name. I always forget the name. Sucker Punch. Uh, so Sucker I Punch. Haven't, is, I haven't seen it, but I've heard about that before. I, I think you might enjoy it, just as a, you're you're a bit of a, a, a sci-fi yeah. nerd in a way, and uh, it's a uh, it, it got panned. I don't know why it got panned. Like to me, it's like uh, it's got a great soundtrack. I say sexy, but not in a pervert way. Like it, it's just something about it, like the visuals. It, it's just got such a style to it, and and it, it's it's kind of creepy and. Uh, but it's just cool. And it's like these girls who are, who are uh, um, they're kind of, they're, they're in a, a mental hospital, but they kind of, to escape their, their reality, they go into this world that they all kind of seem to become part of. And, and they're like these super heroines, uh, you know, fight their way out of this hospital. And, uh, and it's, I don't know, there's just something so stylistic about it. It really reminds me of like a, a 90s comic book maybe not a 90s movie, but a 90s comic book. And that, that's my guilty. I absolutely love that movie. And I don't care what anybody says. I think it's no, a have to check it out. movie. And yeah, you should definitely check it out. Uh, you know, don't be disappointed with me if you don't like it, because apparently a lot of people don't like it. But I wonder sometimes, <laughs> I wonder sometimes it's just like, you know, if you, you know, it's trendy not to like it. So that's why people don't like it. Oh, exactly. Because they're, they're giving somebody else's opinion. It's, it's unfortunate that, that people can't, think for themselves or don't have critical thinking abilities but uh, uh you know what uh, that's part of uh trying to survive the modern world is trying to figure out you know how to get around the idea that many people don't have critical thinking no exactly and, uh, that's kind of why we're where we are these days so uh i guess i'll throw one last guilty pleasure that i think would be kind of silly and interesting uh i love dazzler comic book character oh yeah from, yeah yeah uh, <clears throat> from the early 80s that looks like she came out of the 70s 
uh, her her power was sparkle, taking music or, or, or sounds and turning into bright shining lights like a friggin' disco ball. In fact, her costume looked like a disco ball, and she ran around on roller skates and stuff like that. I am but, not uh, sure how that is a superpower, but I mean, I if you want to, if you want to get around fast, it's it's probably faster than running. You're on wheels. Uh, so if you're familiar with mutants and comic yep. books, you know, she, she kind of earned her power or she, she came into her power when she hit puberty and stuff like that. And, uh, but she was a reluctant superhero. She didn't really want to do that. She used her powers to become a celebrity, but then she started getting outed by the media, of course, you know, kind of like, kinda like, you know, almost like a, a pre predictor for these days, right. Uh, being out of the media for, for her special abilities and people stopped liking her and all that stuff so she ended up having to become a superhero or a super villain depending on which way you look at it but it was just silly like you know i uh, my wife uh she she got a, a cricket uh vinyl cutting machine and i got her to make me a dazzler t-shirt with the uh, the bright <laughs> the bright silver sparkles uh dazzler logo and uh i was pretty happy with that pretty excited that i have that and nice. uh, i i wear it with pride and probably in some of her uh you see me wear yeah absolutely dazzler is awesome. i'm a dazzler i'm a dazzler <laughs> do something i that's yeah that's been questioned many many times okay well, let's kind of kick it you know let's uh into music a bit you know since dazzler yeah, we was, have uh, been we have been dancing yeah. around the subject of music for a while yeah uh a couple of weeks ago my wife bought me a uh an album a record album that uh i kind of pointed it in her direction and talking about uh LPs and stuff like that. And I don't own a record player, but I now own two albums, two record albums. <laughs> I have no idea I, why. I have been so close to pulling the trigger on one, buying a record player, and then two, start buying albums again. Well, um, but it, it, because it goes back to our, our first subject. The yes. collector but yes. i mean records are so i know they're thin but they're so huge they take up so much space you you literally would lose 12 inches off the back of your wall once yeah you start collecting don't tell your wife but uh walmart's got a, a record player on sale for 79 dollars regular price 189 dollars just so you know uh, but anyway uh that's beside the point <laughs> the, the the thing it it, it it goes back to the nostalgia discussion we had earlier Right. So, I mean, and I don't think kids nowadays, I guess, they, well, they have, they have their modern media that where they can, they can look at things all day long while they're listening to music, but we had those records. And I think we talked about this before as well. Um, we could sit in front of the record player and look at these album covers and, and stuff and just for hours, look at them and stuff. Um, so there's that nostalgia kick again. And these new albums come out there. Like the quality is so much better. Like the, the physical quality, like you're not going to, bit more music on it and they're not going to break if you know you just by pulling it out of the friggin uh the wrapper or anything like that and then yeah. a lot of times now there's a big collector's market so you get these you pay might pay a little more but then you get these special editions and there's so much of that now we're back in the day you know when you and i were listening to records you know you had a single and you had the record like the album and that was like it right there was no like I guess there was EPs a little bit, but there was yeah. no special collector's edition so much. No, not at all. You don't get the the box collector set or anything like that. Yeah, but now sure. now now you do. Yeah. yeah, and like this album that my wife had bought me, uh, it came with like an autographed picture inside with a autograph by everybody in the band, and the, the record itself was like oh, gray. Sweet. It was like a gray. It was supposed to look like a rock, like it was a granite like record stuff. So it was, it was really cool. Yeah. So. It wasn't like, you know, I remember, you remember, I don't know if you remember back in the days, you get the, uh, the, the 45. So the little records, the singles, the two-sided singles. And at Christmas time, they released a Corey Hart and Brian Adams one up here in Canada. And they were see-through, but I think it was the Brian Adams is red and the Corey Hart was green. So these records, nice. they were like, they were like, you know, see-through. And that was like unheard of back in that day. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't. I mean, just you color. see them all over the place now. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Right. But back, back then. then yeah, was that black. was like awesome. But now, yeah, like every record comes out and it's got like special features and stuff like that. So, oh, so then you can own the 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 green one. You can own the yeah. the the white one. You can own yeah. the red one. To That's right. The collection. That's right. And then you has have, nothing to do with the music. But. No, and then now then you become me and have every one of them and 
spend way too much money and my kids are no longer eating tacos again. And uh, watch what the I record say? player spin. <laughs> watch the record player spin, kids. Why, why, why do I, I make it sound like tacos are expensive food items? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's funnier. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that's why. Tacos versus noodles. Which one's more expensive, really? No, exactly. Like, I mean, mute, the way that you listen to music has changed so much over the years. Like, I know uh, growing up, we had the, the record, the record player, and we had the eight track. Mm -hmm. Even in the car, we had the eight track yeah, player. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough at one point to actually get a eight track converter. So you, what you can do is slid the eight track converter into your eight track player. Then you could play your music tapes actually in in the converter. That is a great way to listen to your tapes in uh, in your old car. That that is crazy. I don't think I, I had any experience of that. I mean, you're not you're not that much older than I am. Yeah, if no. you're older, if you're older than me at all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of years on you. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, yeah. I look youthful. Yeah. I found the fountain of youth. Oh, well, I found the the, the fountain found of something. ugly. I found the fountain of ugly <laughs> and and old <laughs> and fat. <laughs> Wait, what did I do wrong? But anyway, uh, <laughs> you just choose to grow your beard and that's I right, shave yeah. mine off. That's, uh, that's the only. It's difference. not that I choose. I just choose to be lazy and not shave it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so back back to the music. Back to the music. <laughs> so yeah, so okay, so I grew up with records, and but we almost immediately at my age started having eight tracks, but then cassettes came pretty quickly. Uh, yeah. I probably should have like looked up to see what year that came, but cassette tapes are something that I don't think my kids have ever really seen. So it is a real novelty to all of my kids to see cassette tapes, and I had a million of them before my first daughter came along. I still have I still have a lot. I don't have really? anything to play them on. Yeah. But and my wife has tried to get rid of them so many times. <laughs> I I had a, a tape player for the longest time and, and then it died. And oh, I no. figured, well, I'll just I'll go I'll go to the antique shop and I'll pick mm. another one up. But they, you know, they still want two hundred dollars for one. Yeah. yeah. I got like I'm not paying two hundred dollars to listen to my bad. Tape quality. <laughs> so, so that that's a funny thing about about cassette tapes too is that of everything that that came out, CDs and LPs and eight tracks and you know they were all collectible. You know what mm -hmm. wasn't collectible? You know what wasn't collectible? Cassettes. <laughs> cassettes were never really collectible, <laughs> right? I mean, I collected a lot, but I was getting all the singles and stuff like that. You know, like the EPs yeah. from my from my local record shop. But, yeah, no, uh, nobody nobody wants to go back to tapes for some no. reason yeah it's weird nobody nobody says hey yeah hey i got a tape player buddy bring your tapes on over you know <laughs> nobody says a tape birdie do, do, does anybody really say that with records or others i, I mean i don't oh. I, I think i think it's a listening party at that yeah point. yeah yeah hey, yeah we're, uh, yeah. we're gonna be having yeah. a listening party over my place tonight you want to come by new got the new album uh, so uh, I was in the uh, I was in the on my couch uh, smoking a stogie the other day, and uh, <laughs> we, uh, uh, we listened to our favorite cassette of Beastie Boys, uh, "Licensed to Ill." And, yeah, no, uh, nobody, nobody does no. that. Nobody, no, no. nobody brags about listening to a tape. No. I, now, occasionally, what I would do when when I had the cassette player, I would do like weekends that the music was all tapes all the time and mm -hmm. would just go from one tape to another. Yeah. It would drive my wife nuts. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I drive my wife nuts with my, uh, my uh, Spotify <laughs> nowadays, but uh, see that, I mean, that's a whole, uh, whole other world of, of listening to music. Um, you know, today you talk about your Spotify, you talk about your Apple music, and I think people get into the habit now of one, if you don't have a membership, just listening to a particular genre and, or if you have a, have a membership, you search for particular songs and, but you don't, you don't, I don't think you really get into the album and the artist as much as you would have 
back in the years of CDs and tapes and records. Yeah. Well, back then too, like that was it. Just like when we, we mentioned this before, is that you bought it, you were stuck with everything. So you kind of had to listen through it, right? You know, I mean, you could listen to the same song over and over, not with cassettes. Maybe that's why people don't like cassettes because you had to listen to the whole thing or rewind it. Nobody wanted to rewind it. We were all too no, for that. Exactly. Um, you you got to go to side B. Yeah. I think maybe maybe that's uh, the big difference, right? Like, you know, you're not trapped to, to listen to those albums, but then I guess that's kind of disappointing. So on the other hand, I guess, does that make the musicians or the artists, does that mean that they have to put out all their good stuff all the time? Where, you know, sometimes, you know, they, you know, oh, we got we only got seven songs for this album, we need eight. So let's just throw like a, a backing vocal track or let's throw a, um, let's throw a yeah. live version on our album, right? No, it's got to be good. Yeah. Maybe live that that would act, live still plays well. Sometimes, sometimes it does. Yeah, um, <laughs> depends if the band's good live. Well, <laughs> there's there's that because not not every band is is good live. Uh, so so what are how are you listening to music nowadays? Like I guess that, that's kind of the, the central question. I mean, you know, I about- you know I I'm just as guilty. Um, probably nine times out of ten, I will uh, I'll turn on Spotify. And I'll put on a genre. Oh, really? And and just listen through. You know, I'll, I'll just I'll type sky into the the title or reggae or um, punk rock or, or what whatever I'm in at that particular moment, and we'll just listen to whatever whatever plays. And I'm not I'm not experiencing. The musicians anymore i'm not going to those musicians back catalogs like i used to you know i used to buy go and buy a cd uh of a new artist and then you know i listened to that to death and then i'd walk into the the record store and i'd start flipping through to see what else that artist has and you know it would just be one new cd after another and well i got uh, got to experience their their music and got to experience it fully but i you know i'm just as guilty as everybody else uh with listening to uh, the spotify's or the apple music i see i think there's there's a little a little difference between you and me like i don't do that as much Uh, once in a while i do just to see you know kind of if there's anything new and fresh that i that i like but at the same time i kind of respect that you do that because that means that you're listening to a genre so you're gonna hear you're gonna hear more uh, options or more various various artists, right? Where I listen, I I made a I made a uh, a playlist. I look up specific songs that I remember that I like. I look up new songs that I like when I might have come across, right? But then I put them in a playlist, and then I only play that playlist when I'm usually driving. I don't really experiment so much. Mm. Maybe that's just because I'm a cheap bugger and I I hate spending money on uh, on downloading uh, um, over data. Because, uh, you know, if I'm out on the road, I don't necessarily want to, I want to make sure that everything's downloaded already so that I don't have to spend any data. Um, I, I honestly generally just listen to the radio. Yeah, my, my wife's a radio listener. I'm not, I'm a, I cannot, I shouldn't say I can't stand radio. I just can't stand local radio because uh, it's all pop music or country music around here. You definitely have to to search for those stations to find what, what you like. Because I'm quite often um listening to stations in toronto and even those stations that i listened to 20 years ago that i still sometimes listen to now the music is has totally changed you know i i used to listen to uh, like 99.9 percent of the time a particular alternative music station out of toronto and i know exactly honestly and i turn that station on now and it's uh, uh, it, it is not alternative music. It, it's it's a different beast altogether. It is. Yeah. yeah, I know exactly the station you're talking about. I always kind of felt they were a little pretentious, in my opinion, but because uh, they refused to play rock or like metal and rock, you know, they were like, "Oh no, we're strictly," and they were they were they were proud of it. They boasted it like we play only alternative, even though yeah. like some of that some of that Look alternative was was top ten. Right, you know, but exactly like I I wasn't Metallica and ACDC. When I can hear the same song on their alternative station as I can on our local top (laughs) forty station, yeah, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's definitely (laughs) when it comes to alternative alternative rock radio, and it's like, 
but that's not the alternative. That's the mainstream. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I don't know if they're, you know, dying for Canadian content to play or, or what it is, but gosh, the, there's got to be people that uh, Canadians that are putting out Canadian content um, that it's alternative music. So that kind of brings up a different point and a point. And I, I'm just going to kind of make a quick note of this on uh, because we may have American listeners at some point. Uh, Canadian content is something that uh, our governing body, we have, we call the CRTC, Canadian Radio Telecommunications Corporation or something like that. And they, they regulate our music. It sounds just like a communist country. It's not communist. It's just uh, they, they want to make sure that we have a certain amount of Canadian uh, um content in our, all the stuff that we listen to to support the Canadian uh, the, the Canadian arts. Uh, so there has to be, and I don't know if it's still the same, but there has to be a 30% or 33% rotation of Canadian content on radio. Back in the 80s and 90s, it was really dry to get really true Canadian alternative music. Uh, I think it might be more around more nowadays, but with, with Spotify, with YouTube, and everything American-centric, uh, it's it's harder to know who's Canadian anymore. Uh, oh, everybody's no. just going for the global market. Uh, it, but then now I don't think there's an excuse for that radio station to not play alternative music. You know, like, I know you you have availability to every artist all over the world. And I mean, and you you know, like we we've worked with people that uh, that are vibrant musicians, Canadian musicians, and we know that there is a booming Canadian music scene there has been it's always has been but I mean they couldn't get past their tragically hit or their rush because they had to get they had to get their Canadian content but they had to make sure that people you know knew who they were for some reason it wasn't they never wanted to expose anybody new you know no exactly like I I you know I can think of probably a dozen bands that would love the opportunity Mm -hmm. to be played on that station but uh, they're they have just totally changed as to what uh, what they're putting out but and, and it might be just that they're now trying to go for um the the average listener as opposed to just one unique mar- market or maybe they're trying to cling on to i mean you, you can't tell me that streaming is not eating into their market oh it's um, gotta be yeah it's gotta and- be how many people do you know that subscribe or borrow somebody's subscription to, to you know, un, uninterrupted, real uninterrupted music without advertising mm-hmm. um, and so on and so forth. And I mean, we have friends in radio. We've worked with people on radio and, and yep. we love them and they're, they're great people and stuff like that. But it really, it's kind of, I don't know if it will last, you know, into the next you know, decade uh, with the streaming being so prominent. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, but uh, like, it's nice to turn on a local radio station to hear the news, kind of what's what's going on. But quite often, because of also because of how news is put out, you you're you're hearing world news by the second anything breaks on your local radio station at one time they you know it it would be two days after before they got that information because it happens the newspaper then rolls it it goes out the next day maybe the day after and then they'll read it to you on on the radio that's for sure i guess i guess if if you want local information that's still kind of like the last fashion now the most newspapers have kind of gone the way of uh uh, social media or websites that, you know, I don't know if you ever go on a newspaper websites, but they're terrible nowadays because, you know, they have paywalls and it's like, this is a newspaper and you want me to pay for paywall, you know, you don't, yeah. you don't deliver anymore. I understand that that's, that they need money to, to survive, but I mean, how many yeah. people are on Twitter and social media nowadays that, you know, we don't really, you know, yeah, I think that's how I get my news. Yeah. It it's, honestly, it's just it's, through social media now. Like, I mean, yeah. I, you know what? And I was one that uh, supported our, our local newspaper for the longest time and mm-hmm. I'd have it delivered. But honestly, because by the time I got it, the news was two to three days old because anywhere else you're, you're seeing it as, as the story breaks. Right. And, 
I just I enjoyed the process of sitting down in the morning and with a newspaper and coffee mm-hmm. and flipping through it. But and, and that was only kind of one reason as well too. Kind of delivery service became later on in the the day as well. It just didn't work for my life anymore. Yeah, and I think and that, the- that's the problem with newspapers in general. It doesn't yeah. work for. Um, it doesn't work today. It doesn't work for the modern modern world, right? So, no. um, yeah, and uh, not not to to go too far down this path, but uh, yeah, I think that media has proven that they've changed a lot in the last like two, three, four, or five years. It's just like you don't know what you're going to be reading about. You don't know if it's true, if it's you know there's a spin on it anymore. So it's just, yeah, I can't that, I mean, even I can't even really anymore. That that's the one thing with at least a legitimate newspaper is that there was fact checking that that Mm -hmm. was going on um but today well hell i can write a story and put it on the on the interweb mm -hmm. and you just need one person to believe it and And that story starts to spread sorry that that kind of comes back to what we're talking about with radio in a way is that radio seems like it is the last last bastion of we're going to put out the news the way it's supposed to be reported you know, they get their news from the the main the main sources like the the uh, the AP and the and the CP and uh, the Reuters and stuff like that, where there's less opinion and it's just it's it's all factual stuff. Yeah, you're hearing legitimate news. Yeah, and not like you know with everything else where it just seems always a, there's always an opinion leading everything. No, for sure. So you you stream, I stream, we all stream for streaming. Um, yeah, I guess that's the way we we do it nowadays. Like I have we have somewhere in our household i don't know where we have a a leather pouch with some cds in it i, I won't drag this on much longer i think we, we can wrap up shortly but uh and you know, do, you, do you download do you like uh, download is in stream to like to your your uh spotify account or apple no account? no i no? uh i don't um if if i am uh, i shouldn't the way that you're talking about no uh, I will buy I will buy particular songs or albums uh, through iTunes, right? And so, uh, as opposed through the the streaming services True, like, you, streaming, like yeah. you can now. But in terms of downloading, yes, because I've got you know hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of dollars worth of music um, that I've invested in. That's essentially just on my phone now yeah but uh i i've still gone gone to the digital media now yeah so i think that's where we're at it's crazy how we've come from physical media massive size physical media to like now nothing and basically like a, a microchip in our pocket well exactly and that that's why i have problems long. going back to the record player at walmart for just under 80 dollars just so you know beautiful Beautiful. Yeah, what, time, what, wants, what, what time do they open? I, uh, I free, no it's idea. a free delivery. Maybe I'll just take online. I believe I believe they're still open right now. If you want to swing by, don't forget <laughs> your mask. Don't forget your mask. So. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thanks. I think this has been a great show. I appreciate you coming out and uh, chatting with some of these fun topics with me today, Andrew. Always awesome. Yes, and I uh, appreciate everybody coming in. And uh, please uh, visit the uh, website. Drop us a line. Check us out. Thanks uh, for listening. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, tribe74.com. Cheers. Have a good one. Take care.